Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we talk all things finals footy and reflect on some pretty cool firsts that happened in both the AFLW and NRLW. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Mally Silva and as always, I am joined by my brilliant but ugly co-host, Gammon. <laughs> Keely Silva and Georgia Moore. Keely Silva, I'm looking right at your head right now. Thanks. And your broken finger. Well, that was going to be a part of my – you just answered how my week was. Yeah. Tell us about it. How was it? Um, my week was good. Um, obviously, a lot of sport on the weekend, lots of exciting stuff, which we will get into. The most exciting thing I guess that happened over the week was I played three touch games. Um, the second one, I broke and did my finger. Sad. Yeah. And now you're in a little splint. I've got a little splint. Nice. However, anyone who knows me um, knows that, yes, I will be training tomorrow night and I will be playing on Friday. Who needs a finger anyway? So it's, it's not that broken. George Moore, how was your week? I mean, a lot of stuff going oh, on yes, over there the Queen, in the UK. Her Majesty. Fill us in. What's it been like? What's the mood like? Where were you when you heard that Her Majesty the Queen had cocked it? Respectfully. Yes, definitely one of the weirder weeks I have had. And just a little disclaimer, um, I'm actually doing a little September health month. So I'm off the booze. I'm exercising far too much for my liking and I'm off socials. So I have missed a lot. Um, But yeah, let me tell you, a weird, weird time to be in London town. Um, where was I when I found out? I was at work um, in Mayfair, which if you don't know London particularly well, I don't blame you. It is basically right across the park from Buckingham Palace where a stone's throw away. So um, immediately the sort of crowds filled our area um, without sort of talking about too much boring stuff. I have quite an odd job over here. And my boss, to a degree, is kind of involved. So it is an extra weird time for myself and the people I work with. Um, I was sitting at work and he sort of walked into my office um, quite a few hours before, well, sort of when the first sort of whispers of it started to happen and the statement that they were concerned, um, we had some inside word happening in the office. So it was a really weird time Um it has been absolute bedlam in London. You have to avoid Central completely. There are floral tributes everywhere. Everything is closed. We now have the public holiday on Monday, um, so we can all watch the funeral. Uh, yeah, really weird time. I think that a lot of people, particularly from here, have like a lot of anecdotes from either themselves or their grandparents. So it's all really anyone wants to talk about. All the tube stations are plastered with tributes. Every store you go into has a tribute. Things are coming off the shelves. They've stopped filming, all sorts of things. Everything is odd. It is the next day I walked into work and a really weird feeling in the air. Like you could genuinely feel it in the air. And the area that I work in, there's loads of hotels around, all the foot, like sort of swanky hotels. All the footmen were wearing black suits with tailcoats. All the flags have been brought in. There's black ribbon everywhere. Like, it's just such an unbelievable event. In a weird way, it's kind of amazing to be here to witness such history. I think it obviously will be a massive um, shift in the global monarchy. But, um, yeah, 
wild, wild time to be in London town and, you know, God save the king. Molly, wow, how was your yeah, week? Yeah, wow. My week, um, yeah, a lot of sport. Hey, like that's the theme. I yep. think that's, it's fun. Oh, hang on. That could that be, could the, be theme the theme of that podcast. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, but I think we were living our um, truest selves over the weekend. I went and saw the first ever AFLW Sydney Derby, which was actually really great. Um, and then, yep, we'll get into the other thing that happened that day that's been, yeah, it's been tough, but look, we're making it through. Um, and today... At time of recording, I've just got back from Newcastle after spending the day with the NRLW Knights girls, which was great because my whole life is rugby league. Um, and I guess with that, we'll get into the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> Feedback feels with Kiels. Uh, thank you for joining, as always, uh, best segment of the show. The one that you've been waiting for, the one that you tune in and then you tune out of straight after. <laughs> Um, big call. Yeah, big call. So I'm going to go straight into some specifically from last week. Um, actually, all from last week, but mainly the stories we posted is yeah. what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't see, we did put a few little questions on our story um, last Thursday. Mm. Why are you looking at me like that? Oh, I was just pulling a funny face because Piper, our dog, is, our dog is ripping something apart. Um this one was, should Nico be added to the group chat? Very interesting. 68% yes, add him. 32% nah, the group chat is for the chicks only. Nico also voted yes, add him, which I just saw, which isn't on. You can't vote. Like, you can't be doing that. I do have to give a special mention to um, OG listener of the show, Sarah Archer, who replied to our story saying, all for Nico being involved. However, group chats for the girls. I respect that. I respect that. I'll also give some break the illusion here. He did say to me a day later, please don't add me to the group chat. So <laughs> I had assured him that no matter what the no, it was were, all it's all for conversation. It was never, never going to happen. It's for um, it's it's for clickbait. It's it is for clickbait, it's and we'll clickbait. admit to that. Unlike a lot of sporting <laughs> media platforms, we'll admit when we're not really is like a journal media platform. Yeah, no, we're not. But you know. Clickbait is clickbait. But stay tuned for a really big secret from the Cronulla Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Anyway, then the next one was, what do you call a kiss on the D floor? Very important. Very important. People, nearly, like, so many people voted for D floor pl- pash, which really, like, I've never called it that. I've never called it a D floor pash. Anyway, when well, no, I've never called it that. Club, club pash. Club pash. Club pash is the one it, well, my go-to. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I say D floor hookup. Yeah, I'm myself. More of a club pash kind of gal. Only twenty percent for disco tonguey. Um, well, that's a new thing. I think a lot of people will be adopting that into their vocabulary. Yeah, it's a great one. Um, and then Meg Moore did um, sister of G Moore actually messaged us and said D floor hookies ofs. D floor hookies. It's not a thing. No, sorry, <laughs> Meg. Meg, it's not a thing. You can, don't do that, please. Um, <laughs> And then you know what is disappointing that we didn't do off the back of that one is how many people have partaken in such an act. Oh yes, and then we didn't do we didn't throw me under the bus either. For we we're gonna say wasn't Nico saying who hooked up with Keely or yeah, and he was like this might get you more hookups. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like give it a rest. And then he said he's a good kisser. We're yeah. advertising ourselves. Yes, we didn't post that. 
Yeah, I think I had secondhand embarrassment. From yeah, that's fine. Um, the last bit of – actually, second last. Second last bit of feedback is from Maka Atkinson. Um, I actually really enjoyed this. This is – if I had to have a favourite this week, this was the favourite. Um, she said, just finished the potty. So good. Mad Monday is one of the best things about footy season. And she sent a video from the Instagram page, Mad Monday. I'll just describe it for you. Um, there's two boys – and they've got this big, like, loop elastic band. Like, it's a big, thick one that you use for, like, exercise. Oh, yeah. And there's – one end is around the one head and then the other is around the other head. And then they're walking backwards at the same time to stretch out the band. And they continue walking until either one of their necks gives way <laughs> or, like, the other one just stitches the other one up. The end of the video is – one of them falls over and the other one just gets whacked in the face with oh. the elastic. Pretty funny. Yeah. Like just standard. They're in costumes as well and there's an adjudicator standing in the middle. So it's great. It's obviously some sort of like head tug of war. Oh, I love that. Thing. Um, but I love that. And yeah. um, there's, I'm sure there's plenty more Mad Monday videos to come. Yes, um, The last thing I was going to finish on is that if you didn't know – you probably will because she'll tell us all and she'll and you'll know about it. Um, the day that this is posted is Marley's birthday. Yes, it is. Yeah. And she's only told me about 30,000 times. that It's her birthday week. Last week it was the week before her birthday. Next week will be the week after her birthday. Correct. Um, the festival has truly begun and that's all. I had a little bit of feedback that I got just before you walked in um, on the phone to Nicholas because we – have collectively as a family been stressed about getting Luke Coombs tickets um, and are thus, you know, unsuccessful as it stands. Hopefully we're going to get the win tomorrow. Um, but I told him that we were about to start recording and he was unimpressed that he didn't get the invite this week. Sorry. When does he need an invite? He's invited himself. Yeah, just come. I said, he literally says, I'm on the podcast this week. And yeah. I go, yeah, sweet. I'm just work our way around. So that's more of a him problem. That's yeah. not an us problem. He was a little, I think he was genuinely a little bit upset. But yeah. He lives 10 minutes up the road. Yeah. He I told him we could have joined via the link. But yeah. anyway. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Moving on. And <laughs> if he was in the group chat. Then oh, yeah, know. true. If he was in the group chat, it would have fixed this. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And look, let's be honest, for the next couple of weeks, we're just going to be all about footy. Footy of all the codes because it is finals time. It's September, the greatest month of the year. And we have to start by reflecting on the first week of the NRL final uh, series, which, Keely, I don't know about you, but I reckon this is got to be the most intense, it can go any way sort of feeling final series, uh, you know, in recent memory. 100%. I, um, I went into the weekend not confident, except I was confident about the Sharks, um, not confident in any of my choices because I was going, yeah, Penrith should win, <gasps> but Paris beat them, like the only team to beat them this year. And then, oh, no, Storm surely has to win. It's the Storm. But Raiders are in really good form and Storm haven't been playing that good. And then – but, like, it's bells are, like, obviously the Storm are going to play good. Like, I was head-nosing massively going into the weekend. So, um, it definitely proved to be an entertaining one. That will – we can touch on the Sunday game in a second. But that was, oh, the mo- yeah. that was the most wild game I've ever watched in my whole entire life. Yeah. Like everyone else who said it, but 
I just, I'm still not over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Should we go game by game? Yeah, here? we'll do a quick one. All right. For the Para Penrith game, you were playing touch football. I was playing touch football. I f- believe when did they kick off? Seven fifty. Yes. Oh yeah. No, I had no idea. I was watching. <gasps> no, I'm sorry. I take that back. By the time I finished, because a whole game of touch is 40 minutes, it was half time, mm. and it was 8-7, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Then I went on and I went, oh, cool, close game. Love yeah. that. Yes. And then I drove home when it was the second half. I believe it was 7-6. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you seven, know 7-6, I mean. because old mate Clezart had just kicked a field goal because he had the opportunity right on the buzzer. Um, I was watching um, with Nico and his roommate, friend of the show, Wee Man, and we kind of, you know, it was a very – Felt like a very close game in that first half, but sort of all agreed that in the second, um, Penrith would sort of run away with it. Dad rang me at halftime because he has a weird soft spot for Parramatta. I was like, nah, Parramatta's got this. <laughs> and um, But it was just an absolute clinic and I think a very, very dangerous sign to of see from Nathan Cleary. I mean, however, I'm going to flip, I'm going to flip that for you. Yeah. Week off could be bad for them. Just they just they just rested like their no, whole I know. team. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. That's, that's Nathan Cleary had five weeks off, Keely. I'm just saying. I I'm not kidding. No, I need to. I just need to be the 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 other end of the. Yeah, yeah, cool. Be devil's advocate. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. In two weeks' time, when the Sharks face them, I want them to lose clearly. Yeah. But I just think you know, completely neutral. Let's just be a footy fan here. Watching Nathan Cleary do that is an absolute pleasure. I, I oh, just massively. love seeing that skill yeah. set. It is incredible. Then we get to the next game, which was emotional. Yes. It was emotional. I wanted to cry with Brandon Smith, friend of the show. Yeah. And I'm going to leave this to G Moore here. Reflect on. She probably has um, the good stories from the boys. She's probably FaceTimed a few of them. But, G, how was it for you watching? First of all, probably for the first time ever so far away. You know, obviously last year the boys were in the bubble and that sort of stuff, but to be on the other side of the world with time differences, watching your beloved Storm, that must have been pretty tough. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, I mean, the past two years have sort of got me prepared for this, I think, because being in Melbourne and lockdown and the hubs, like you mentioned, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, 8.40 a.m. on a Saturday is certainly a weird feeling. It was... um. Do you know, in a weird way, I have feel like I've been emotionally detached from this year's finals. And I hate to say it, but I think it was some sort of subconscious knowledge that maybe it wasn't our year. And more than anything, it was just sad to see the departing players. I think, you know, the game was really frustrating. I think we deserved better. I think Storm is an outfit, always, you know, can deliver better than that. So that was frustrating. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's footy and it is what it is. But yeah, obviously a really sad time, you know, Brandon, as I think most people know at this point, is a really close friend. Um, you know, Felice Kafusi, my family have known, you know, for sort of as long as I remember. He's a good old Bundy boy, which is not too far from the town I grew up in. So we've sort of known the Kafusi family for an age. And, you know, it's been touched on again and again that the Bromwiches have been around the club for, you know, wow, I've said, you know, so many times um, for nearing a decade. So, you know, oh my God, I just said it again. Aside everything else, it's um, 
it feels like a real end of an era and it was just really sad watching how emotional they were kills you're bang on i did speak to brandon on facetime not long after he had a cracking shiner um and was was quite sad so that was really emotional i think it's hard seeing it at this time of year but i think it will be harder come feb next year seeing them all in their new colors i mean a really exciting time for the bromwich brothers and for kafoos heading up to uh red cliff and that's going to be so interesting to watch that unfold and we've said it once and we'll say it again i hope they have a documentary crew on those guys um but yeah i mean brandon's such a dear friend and such a close friend of all of the boys down there so a really really hard goodbye that one is and obviously not the ending he wanted uh or any of them wanted so an emotional one too many emotions for 8 40 a.m in the morning i tell you that much for free just quickly to finish on that too um i think it's crazy to know the statistic that since 2005 the roosters slash storm have been in a preliminary final or like, you know, that next stage in the finals. So to not see either of them on one side is devastating and credit to them for having such a wonderful, um, what's the word? Like not legacy. Establishment. Like, yeah, it's establishment. like a dynasty. Yeah, almost, dynasty. You know? But then on the other side, it makes me excited for new teams coming through. Like yeah. at being a complete outside of opinion, it's nice to see different teams win. So I feel like... I'm glad the shark. Obviously, the sharks are in it, but like I like seeing the Raiders there, and yeah. I don't mind seeing the Cowboys back yeah. there. Like you know, things like that. So, and Parramatta, I love seeing them there. They always seem to they is it, is it this weekend? They always seem to choke. I don't think they've gone past this weekend of finals, yeah. so it's a good test for them. But yeah, I like to see the different teams. It's better. Let's quickly go. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this game. If I'm yeah, honest. no. Um, shark Park. Let's talk about the atmosphere at first. There was a lot of crap talking about having it being held at Shark Park. I personally would say that it was jealousy because if you're not from the Shire or you're not a Sharks fan, you can't appreciate mm. the beauty that is Shark Park. Yeah. There was a few like really gross articles about like it was embarrassing to have such a small crowd at a big final. Shut up. It's important to the community. It's had a really positive impact on the community, even despite the loss. Um, and I love suburban grounds and that's a hill that yeah, I will same. die on. I, was I will die on Family Hill. Yeah. Like, well, that's how I feel about it. I was going to say suburban grounds, they're my favourite. They're yeah. the games I want to go to. Like we went to Leichhardt this year. Yeah. Um, didn't get a chance to go to Belmore. Wasn't, we weren't at Belmore, but I would have gone to Belmore. Oh, but there was a game at Belmore. Yeah. But, we were away. Yeah. But I would go to Belmore every day okay. of the week if I could. Um. I love Shark Park. Like, it's just fun grounds. Yeah. Like, yeah, anyway. And it was absolutely buzzing right up until that Valentine Holmes. Yeah, so I was ball. just, that's the only thing I was going to comment on. That obviously was such a long game. And, like, aside from everything, it was a really, really good game of footy. High quality, very evenly matched teams. And um, I do have to say, our sometimes co host was pretty phenomenal. Yes, he was amazing. He was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere and anywhere. No. Nah. <laughs> it was everywhere. Um, at the very end of the game, like oh, I can't even I can't tell you tell how you. weird it is because I don't know if you'll ever experience this unless you go to a away game when you're the away supporters. Like 
every time the Cowboys did something, you couldn't hear it. It was crickets. Like it was dead silent. Then when Valentine Holmes kicked the um, field goal, dead silent. Like no one, like no one said no anything. There was nothing. Cheer. Even the 20 Cowboys fans that were in the corner, I couldn't even hear them. No. It was silent. The silence was deafening. No, it was honestly, it was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced at a footy game because you're never that one-sided oh, and yeah. at like a really small ground. It was so strange. Like I don't think we'll ever experience something like that again. It was so weird. And Keely, did you do the same thing I did at one point? Because you know how obviously the boys kind of all dropped to the ground at different parts spread across the field. Oh. Ziggy. Ziggy. I know it was sad. We, we're all we're mourning, but we're good now, all right? Shut up, mate. So what I was saying was, you know, at the end when you see we saw kind of the boys oh. obviously drop to the ground and kind of had their hands and like – in the head, heads on head, heads in hands. That's what I was trying to say. Or bent over and kind of body language like that. I stopped and looked at the dispersing crowd and everyone had the same body language. I found myself standing there with my hands on my hips or my hand on my head being My like, legs were sore, so my hands were on my knees. I was like far out. Like, yeah, I, it was like the adrenaline mm. through all of us. Like it really took well, the energy. actually to confirm that, um, I actually had – a really good friend of mine, Claire, friend of the show, um, she sent me a screen recording, uh, must have been on KO or like a replay from some app on her phone and was like, not me getting excited, I, I can see you in the background. I'm so sad in the background. Like I can't even tell you how miserable I look in this video. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's me. That's it. Yeah. That was the sadness. Yeah. So like I, I have like a footage of me being sad. Can I tell you what happened with me the next day? So I had to call the women's game before the Bunnies Roosters final, which we'll get into next, uh, on the Sunday. And I was like – Perfectly fine for my women's part of the job, like calling the game was great. And I'd had intentions to stick around for the men's game because I knew the atmosphere would be amazing and it'd be a really high quality match. Um, but by the time that it, we actually got to the kickoff of the men's, my overwhelming sadness and bitterness with men's rugby league because of the results of the night before actually forced me to come home. I was like, I cannot stay here. I hate this right now. Like I'm so sad about what happened last night that I cannot sit here and watch another men's game of rugby league. It was very sad. Speaking of that. The last game of the seat, the last game of the weekend. I have to agree with a Batuta advocate headline that I saw. What did, what did they write? Season 2023. Oh, it's yeah. just going to be roosters V rabbits every week. Yeah. hundred percent. I would watch it a thousand times over because I, it was brutal. It was so passionate. It was, Absolutely ridiculous. Well, you know, it was funny. Like we were speaking, I spoke to a few people before the game and I mean like in a really biased way, we're like, yeah, hopefully they just bash each other up so that whoever Cronulla versus are really sore and then that's exactly what they did. Like they, I know we speak about the rivalry and I've even spoken to some South supporters and some Rooster supporters who always go, nah, the rivalries, you know, it's nothing. Like we have bigger rivalries with other teams, blah, blah, blah. That rivalry will never, ever die because it's the East versus the East. It's yeah. like Eastern suburbs people split. Yeah. Down There's the middle. A li- where's the line at? Like I'm pretty sure. Like South like, Dowling Street. Yeah, basically. pretty much. Because I'm like, if you know Sydney geography. Um, it's all pretty close to Moore Park and that. and yeah. yeah, but if you're past, if you're like 
Coogee onwards, your roosters, yeah. and then your like Marubra, Mado, your Seas. That's like yeah. fully being stereotypical. Like that's and that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so record breaking seven sim bins yeah, in a single wild. game. James Tedesco, HIA. Oh, I reckon that was the difference for the Roosters. Yeah, but then Tupo goes off with a groin injury and then Angus Crichton, Crichton was having had, a really good game. Yeah, he, he was having a really he good game. Got, he was off. Um, and obviously Sawali um, was back in fullback. I mean, he's an outstanding But he's not player. James Tedesco. No, nah, you can't really be expected to live up to that within like what, that amount of minutes in the game. Yeah. I don't know. I To be fair, like I did enjoy it. I was like, I just kept going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. This but even we were saying, like, watching it together right at the end, like, okay, boys, come on, give it let's a just rest. finish the game. Yeah, I think because, like, I think that they – both teams got too emotional. Yeah. Obviously, like, couldn't control their emotions and that happens sometimes. They're just super passionate. But, yeah, I don't know. It was insane. It was insane. And, like, we were kind of having a laugh, obviously, working in a physio clinic. We reflected on that. And we do have a very strong Souths, uh, to say the least. To say the least, supporter in our in our um, clinic, but we also have a really, really strong Roosters supporter. But no one really rubbed it in the other one's face or spoke about it because everyone was kind of like, "That was cooked. That game was yeah, cooked. It was cooked. The injuries were insane. Um, lot of sore bodies, from what I know. Yeah, and we already know Tom Burgess won't be playing, and I think that was it. Yeah, there'll be a f- there'll be very sore bodies though. So week two of the uh, men's NRL finals, we'll see uh, the Raiders play the Eels at Combank Stadium on Friday night. Do you and feel like that's a weird combo? Because I just can't picture them versing each other. I can't other. even remember a time either. when they played each other. Yeah, either. I cannot I was think of going, a time. Nah, I've got no so idea. So I think it'll be a great game. Yeah, I hopefully. think it'll be some really strong matches. matches up. What's your tip? I really want the power to win. I think Raiders are going to win. Yeah, same. I think Joe Tarpanay, I think freak. And I th- Josh Papali'i. Oh, he's so good. I think my heart says para. Yeah. Come on, Dill. Come on, Dill Bags. I mean, and I really if they want if, Dylan to do well. Because the question remains, do we know if Mitch Moses was named? He is. He is named. Yeah. Important, yes. right? Because they he could – if he was not named, I would no, say he was gonna no always chance gonna get in hell. He was always going to get Because they need him. When Mitch Moses went off last week, that's when they completely fell apart. Yeah. The success for para sits with him and Dill. That harps pairing, if if they're on, I think, and especially in front of a home crowd, they'll take it. But there's something in the grit, and I don't know if it's these like burly northern Englishmen that Ricky likes to um, give contracts to down there in Canberra, but there's something about it that in the Viking clap and that that I think if something goes wrong, if one of those really important players at Para goes down or they just get them on the back foot, they'll beat them. So I think it's going to be a great game. I think, again, we're going to have two great games here. Saturday night at Allianz, Sharks v South. Everyone who knows us knows if there's one club in the NRL that we hate. It's South Sydney. It is South Sydney. Mitch Parker, you know this. We yeah, hate we're so South aggressive Sydney. about it too when he gets cut. I really, really – and, like, my best friend in the world is a very big South supporter and she knows this weekend. This is massive. This is like – Do almost, not talk to me if I was going to say – Don't talk to me. I was going to say this is massive because, um, like, there's some, like, real friendships on the line here and <laughs> and also, yeah, don't talk to me. And, like, our closest family friends – 
Massive South supporters. Oh, yeah, just like – and like, okay, they're not versing the Bulldogs, so like we get it, but also like I still hate them. Yeah, I hate them. I still want the Sharks to win. I hate them. Massively. And that's not to say – this is the thing I've tried to explain to people. We have – we know like a fair amount of men who compete in the in that jersey and they are lovely and I have nothing against them as human beings off the field. Oh, Souths. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Massive. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, no, I don't care. Lovely. About Lots of lovely of people. I've never had a bad I, experience. I was people say, always go, did you have like a bad experience with a South player? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Never, never had They're actually had a, all great. They're lovely people as oh, far as I can I don't know all of them. But the ones, every single one I've ever met, very lovely, very yeah. decent human beings. Hate that club. Yeah. <laughs> Burn the South jersey. Burn it. Every time I see any international sporting event and there's some dickhead in the South jersey, it makes my blood boil. It ages me yeah. by a year. That's what I hate too, the random South supporter. Oh, I hate that's a thing. I oh, hate I don't know why I hate South Sydney. Yeah. I swear to God. What about, I might punch someone on No, I have night. to give a quick shout out to one of the boys at work because he doesn't care about like the NRL and he just loves to really poke at everyone. Yeah. And like I said, we have a really heavy – Souths fan in our workplace. He's yes. actually the rehab physio. It, yeah, I was going to say an employee yeah, of the club. He's the rehab physio for the, for Souths. But biggest diehard Souths yeah, supporter biggest ever. Biggest diehard ever. That was his dream and he got he, – he's Love living his dream, so, which is great. But um, his dad is an even bigger supporter. He used to work with our mum. Yes. And he made a bet with this boy that I work with and if he lost in the tipping comp, he had to wear a Sharks jersey and if Scotty won – he had to wear a South jersey. And Scotty's like, well, I don't really care because I don't care about NRL, yeah. so I'll wear it. That's fine. Anyway, Scott wins the tipping comp. <gasps> and, and see, that's good because it's someone who doesn't care. So yeah. they don't uh, tip with their heart. Yes, exactly. And he basically, me and him, strategically decided he's got to wear the South jersey for a week because he comes – no, the Sharks jersey. jersey because he comes to the rehab gym in South, full South kit every week with a towel, <laughs> drink bottle, everything, <laughs> every single day. So he's got to wear a Sharks kit and we picked Wednesday to Wednesday over this weekend. Beautiful. Because it just makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. He's like, could do it this whole week, could do it next week, like pending results, not sure. And I said, do Wednesday to Wednesday. And he was like, yes, Wednesday to Wednesday. So it pretty much ruined his life because he was like so mortified he had to wear it and he was wearing it today. It was hilarious. His son was there today and was like so angry, like so genuinely angry that he was wearing it. I quote, he said, that makes me feel sick. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> anyway, um, he said to me at the end, very genuinely, because it was actually Barry my- did. Yeah, it yeah. was my, it's my shark shirt yeah. from work. Yeah. And he's like, oh, sorry. I'll, like, I'll wash it. I'll give it back to you next week. I said to him, yeah, just don't burn it. And yeah. he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like he's like, <laughs> all, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, all good. And I was like, yeah, that's all. That's all I'm asking. Don't care what you do. Just don't burn it. Yeah. So, well, we could burn one of theirs. Yeah, absolutely. But Have then, it. like, I was just like, oh, imagine how good it's going to be when the Sharks win. Yeah. And he's got to wear that next week. Yes. Yeah. We could be walking around and screaming every South supporter's face because they never take the jersey off even if they lose. They that, that's good, to, though. Yeah, back that because yeah. dog supporters do it too. Yeah. But – Ugly. As if you want to wear green and red. It's oh, not it's Christmas the, all year round, It's the ugliest, ugliest I jersey. Them. I hate them so much. I hate the stupid Reggie rabbit. I want to punch him in the face. Whoa. That's aggressive. <sighs> good mascot. Remember when the – was it – no, it wasn't Reggie and the bulldog. Who was those mascots pretending to punch on at Brisbane Magic Round? Remember? Maybe it was Reggie. It could have been Reggie. It was funny though. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, hates house. Up, up, Cronulla. Yeah. Mate. Oh, and the rest. Stuff the rest. 
Now we want to talk about some chicks footy because all we're doing is talking about footy at the moment and there were a few big moments over the weekend. As I mentioned, I was at the first ever Sydney Derby in the AFLW at the SCG, which was also a first there. Myself, my mum and my dad went and we saw the uh, Giants pretty convincingly get on top of the Swannies. But the Swannies are a brand new team and they're full of a lot of young girls and I think it was a really, it was a really enjoyable game to watch. I think the skill level has completely escalated so rapidly in the last 12 to 18 months. And that's really exciting for fans of the game. What was really special was seeing how many, as I always say, when I talk about the NRLW, so many young girls there um, with their faces painted in swans colors, with their members kits, um, heaps of a real diverse age range and demographic range of fans who turned out for it also being Indigenous round. And it was really special. And probably the highlight for me was seeing my father absolutely, genuinely bloody loving it. Keely, had you ever imagined that Rodney Silva would go to a an AFLW game, not even an NRLW, an AFLW? No, absolutely not. I would never have pitched it, not in a bad way, but he's just like, I just would never have thought that he would be interested. Um, But yeah, good to see him getting around it. I think what helps as well is that um, not so much in the AFLW, but I'm sure it'll it'll come. But in the NRLW, um, I played a lot of touch football with the girls and we actually know some of them personally. And my dad adores one of them, Bobby Law, who you actually interviewed today. But I think him seeing people like that who we've actually connected with, he's like, oh, my gosh, that's so good. Not that that should be a reason to support it, but it's nice having a connection. It's and I think good that's that kind of the buy-in. Like that, yeah. It's the buy-in. Um, yeah. So I think it's he's kind of getting around it. And I think that the AFL are doing such a better job at advertising, getting around the girls. What about – did you see that dude come onto my comments uh, with the photo of us and Jacinta at the event last week? Yes. Yeah, he like ripped into me for saying that the NRL needs to be doing better. It's true though. Work. But it's true. We always want better, don't you? you? Why is it bad to – I'm not saying the NRLW is bad. I love it, clearly. I work in it. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But I'm saying it can be better. And I'm saying that further investment like the AFL has done um, really benefits the the quality of the sport and also the membership base, which at the end of the day, it's a business and it needs to make money. So I'm asking that we continue to have more investment and, and, and do better as we're seeing AFL is doing in a lot of ways. And for, for anyone to ask for that is not like criticism is fair, especially of big institutions that are trying to make change. You can go, yeah, that's great, but we need to do more, particularly when it comes to gender equality or, you know, anything, wherever there's been inequality before trying to make it better. You have to keep asking for more. And, oh, mate, just don't be a silk, right? Oh, like, I'm not saying NRL is bad. Clearly I don't think that. I'm just saying they can be better. We can always be better. We like to be try and be better as individuals and so we should ask that of the sports that we support. Yeah. Speaking of NRLW, we also had a few firsts, Keely. We did. We had the um, first golden point field goal win in the NRLW, which was um, in the Dragons-Broncos game, which was actually a really good game. Oh, I was at home alone and I was watching um, intently. That was Dragons-Broncos? Yes. Oh. It was Dragons-Broncos because Knights-Roosters versus and then Titans. Oh, sorry. No. It was a Titans it was, Broncos. It was I mean Titans Dragons. It was It was Dragons. 
No, He's sorry, the- it was Dragon's Rocket. Thank you. So back <laughs> off. You made me question my facts. Sorry, my brain was already in this round. No, it was Dragon's Broncos because I was like, this is such a good game. And like just all round good quality. But um, yeah, it was a field goal to win. When As soon as I went into extra time, I was like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, um, you text me because we were on our way back from there. Yes, I was like, golden point, extra time. Um, so that was a first. That's a good little statistic. That That's going to be a trivia question in the near years. Near- and you, who kicked that field goal? Rachel Pearson. Yes. That's for your trivia. Lock that in. Yes. She has a great boot on her. She is. Her, she doesn't miss. Her conversions are like 100%. 100%. I do have to say as well, it was a really good, um, just in a brief recap of where we're at in the NRLW. Last round of the regular season this week. Um, it looks like the the top of the table will stay as it is with Roosters first quite dominantly, then Knights, then Dragons. Um, so Dragons secured their spot in the finals after that win. Yes. So yeah. they were a bit on the cusp. Yes, yes. Which is crazy because like they They're look so, so – it's yeah. because it's such a short season. But this week there's a triple header last round. It'll be probably the last game. Probably Broncos to make it or Titans. No, it – I, no, sorry. I think it'll make. no. I yeah. think it'll be Broncos. Yes, yeah, just quietly. But I think Titans and and Para will miss out again, which is really unfortunate for those sides. But yeah, um, yeah the other first and but it's a lot more like I know Roosters dominating now, but it was Broncos for the last three years. So like it's being shared around. And I genuinely think that the Knights could the Knights could yeah, do it. Hundred percent. I think it was a pretty in scrappy a, game on Sunday, in and a there was big a game. few errors, and like the Knights came back and they just lost it at the end. Um, but I think, oh, can I just say, like, being in and around that culture today, geez, they're a special team. Yeah. So just quietly, my money's on Knights. I was backing the Dragons at the beginning of this season hard, but I don't know, there's something there in Newcastle that I I'm think I'm pretty sure I special. said the Knights. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but I really think they could be so good. Um, anyway, other anyway, thing on the Knights, well, we saw a crazy say, thing. On the, yeah, in the Knights-Roosters game, it's actually kind of gone a little bit viral. And what I loved most was all the um, high performance slash elite men who were sharing it. Um, and it was the winger. It was Romy Tietzel who's actually been playing more in um, the forward pack. But really? Yes. They've moved she her. was Yeah, she was yeah, out no, wide no, She was playing uh, fullback at one point. Yeah, but okay. now she, anyway. for that game she was in the centres. Anyways, she um, – you see her actually slip over in the ground and then the roosters kick up a high ball. And I mean, by some weird luck and obviously the perfect spot she was in, she was able to catch the ball as if she was doing like kind of like a med ball sit up, yeah. laying on the ground, caught the ball behind her and then like gets back up and like gets tackled pretty much there. But an amazing catch. And the commenta- the commentators said, never have I ever seen that in – footy ever um I saw Andrew Johns share it and say or maybe he didn't share it but he was spoke about it and then um there were another other few males who just were like this is athleticism like yeah she fell over but look how good this catch is yeah freaky freaky as um and there was also in I can't remember if it was that game or the might have been the Dragons game actually um Dragons Broncos and I said to Marley I was like I don't think I've ever seen this too and I don't know what the go is with it, but one of the girls um, had to get an offload away and it was fifth and she's thrown it and it went backwards. It was a completely fine um, offload and the girl, instead of catching it, just kicked it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they kind of helped each other there. I've never seen that either. So yeah. I don't know. It was just like a, like 
I think that's what a lot of people are commenting on, a lot of men especially, um, that the girls are playing really good eyes up footy and it's just like old school, just like tough, but they're just playing what's in front of them, which is 100%. so fun. Um, but yeah, a couple of firsts. We love it. Yep. You the real MVP. Now it's time for a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title. My MVP is my my oldest friend, my oldest friend in the world, my friend since kindergarten. His name is Alexander Campbell. Yes. And he and I were in the same class every single year at primary school. He, My first ever sleepover was at his house. Um, yeah, we became friends at five and we're now turning 20. He's 27. I turned 27 today when you're listening. Uh, so we've been friends for a very, very, very long time. And Alexander is quite a unique character. I think I've spoken about him before on this podcast because he his greatest passion in life is walking and he's broken a few records as the first Australian man to work, walk in particular distances and all this sort of stuff. And he's currently planning to walk around the world. He's going to do it over five years and that's going to be crazy. And anyway, you'll probably hear a lot more about him as he starts to pursue that sort of stuff. But for now, while he's a I would say you would agree, Keely. He's a pretty big hippie. Yes. He's a, he, he goes at his own pace. He's unlike anyone you would ever meet. There's one thing about the man that has never changed, and that is his diehard passion for the Cronulla Sharks. I've never met a more passionate Shark supporter. Um, he used to bully me a lot at school for not being a Shark supporter, so much so that I wore a Sharks jersey to a jersey day so he would not bully me. Um even though back then I hated the club. And I got to be with him on Family Hill uh, for the first half of the the final over the weekend. And the joy in that man's face every time that the Sharks got points on the board. He and his roommates made signs. Um, his roommate Kira made a sign that had Nico's face on it that said, honk if you're Heine. I actually haven't even shown Nico that yet. Yeah. Um, it and it was great. And they, the roommates were, didn't care about the Sharks, but they were all there supporting him because they knew how much he loved them. And um, it was just great. And I just love seeing that. And I love, you know, it, it's probably been, yeah, 20 years since the two of us were on Family Hill together. So it was a very nice kind of nostalgic moment and nice to actually be cheering along with him. So that was my MVP moment. What was yours, Gilly? Um We know I love a good MVP. That's like a thing that you do, not a thing that you like a person. Yeah, it's not it's not a person, place, or thing. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing I do. Um, that made no sense. I'm very tired. As I've had a twelve hour working day. Whatever. The point is, my MVP is um, ocean swims. So, uh, obviously, first day of spring. What last week? A week and a bit ago. Um. It's kind of starting to show a little bit warmer. I went – so because I had the three touch games over the weekend, I played Friday night, then I played two games on Sunday. I had a swim Saturday morning and I had a swim Sunday afternoon, so like in between the games and then after the games. And it was bloody beautiful. Like it just – I forgot how much I loved it. I used to – I did a lot of ocean um, – like just normal like dips in the ocean, sunrise dips last year, even in winter – and I'm a bit cut at myself. I actually, to be fair, I was away for a lot of winter, but I'm a bit cut that I haven't got back into it. So kind of a bit kick up the bum. But if you're feeling like you bit of you need a bit of um, zen, maybe bit of zen, bit yeah, of clean, like bit of cleansing, um, really good reset. Highly recommend getting in the ocean. Hasn't been too rough too. So the rock pool at Cronulla was beautiful. Yes, 
So that's my MVP. I will be getting into it more and doing it probably weekly now. Beautiful. Georgia Moore. MVP. My MVP, and it's a weird one, but I hate to say it, something about being in this country at the moment makes you feel weirdly patriotic. Good old Queen Elizabeth II. Do you know what? I think regardless of what you think of the monarchy, and naturally there are some seriously questionable behaviours coming out of that family, but per the Queen... It is a very impressive 70 years of service. And if nothing else, think about the amount of people she has met and shook hands with and crossed paths with in her life. I think for me, that's been like the weirdest thing to reflect on. Like everyone that she's been involved with in her life is just seems like such an unbelievable feat for me. I think 94 is an incredible innings. And I think the monarchy are somewhat in trouble without her. So, you know... May she rest in peace and thank you for the public holiday above all else. But yeah, MVP goes to Queen Liz. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we talk about something you should be keeping your eyeballs on or your earlobes around. Earlobes? Eardrums? I don't know. You should be absorbing in some way via osmosis even. Um, for the next week. Georgia Moore, why don't you kick us off? My one to watch is Welcome to Wrexham. I don't know if we've chatted about it on the pod before. I can't remember. But basically, if you haven't heard of it, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McClenney bought a Welsh football club in a seriously low division. It's doing the rounds on Disney Plus, I believe, at the moment. It's rapidly gaining popularity you know we love a sports doco here it's quite similar vibes to um Sunderland till I die in terms of that they get the fans really involved and you see that wild um passion that they have for football over here um but with the sort of American twist of Ryan Reynolds being involved um really cool story really interesting insight into the ownership of a low div uh league and yeah, highly recommend. It's hilarious. And emotional and all the things that you want a good sports doco to be. Keely Silver, do you have one to watch? My one to watch is a bit of a um, one to watch over the next week and a half. And I don't want to wait till next week to say it. Um, in the next 24 to 48 hours, the Socceroos team will be announced. We're really hoping and I'm crossing everything. He deserves it, but I'm very biased, but he actually genuinely deserves it. Friend of the show, Cammy Dev. We all know and love him. We all know and love. Hoping that he gets selected. If he does, I'll be heading to Brisbane next week to watch him. The one to watch is watch the squad announce and then watch the game next week. Even if, you know, if he doesn't make it, I'd still recommend watching the Socceroos play. It's a good taster for what we're going to see exactly. in the World Cup. Exactly. Not very long, hey. I know. So that's why it's exciting. Like if he yeah. gets picked, then. Oh, fingers and toes I crossed, know. please. Come on, Cammy. Anyway. My one to watch is actually in a different code of football this Saturday night before the Sharks Oh, yes, game. the Swannies. Swannies are one game away from the grand final. Oh, They're coming up against that. the uh, against Collingwood and Collingwood has admittedly been looking really good, but I think the Swannies are looking way better. They're coming off a week's break. Uh, the SCG is completely sold out. It will be absolutely amazing. And I'm hoping as we're walking into Allianz for Sharks, we are watching lots of very, very happy 
uh, fans singing Cheer Cheer the Red and the White leaving the SCG next door. So keep your eyes round around that. I think, you know. Cheer Cheer and Up Up. Cheer Cheer and Up Up. Yeah. That's the title of the show. <laughs> cheer Cheer and Up Up. I love that we always find the moment now what's going to be the title. Um, and I think that one, you know, because GWS is not in this final series, it's one that all of us in Sydney can get, get around. Um, because, yeah, the Swannies are great and geez, Bulldogs are not there. So deal with it. Cheer Cheer the Red and White. Up up Cronulla. And uh, make that sure That brings you- us to the end of this show. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening. Give us a five-star rating. Follow us on Instagram at Chicks and Balls Pod, on TikTok, on Twitter. You know the handles. Get in our DMs. Give us the feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell we- us how you really feel. And um, that's all. That's it. Have a great week. And happy birthday, Marley. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> Bye.